Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and blessings and welcome to another installment of the Kids yeah, Freedom Estate. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author Leslie Gist and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white, who with faith and focus are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. So, regarding what uh, we've discussed, I'll first begin by talking about um, my experience. I went to a CTE school in New York City called the Urban Assembly New York Harvest School. And the Urban Assembly New York Harvest School uh, is currently located on Governor's Island. It didn't start out on Governor's Island. Uh, It started out in Bushwick, Brooklyn, uh, in the Bushwick High School campus. And our founder, Murray Fisher, wanted to move the uh, school closer to the water. We were a maritime school uh, focused on uh, maritime-related uh, career tracks like vessel operations and ocean engineering. Uh, CT school um, is a career and technical education school. It's essentially, uh, in layman's term, a vocational school. Um, and um, something he always used to say, he said, um, we're a maritime school and yet we're located in the one part of Brooklyn that is furthest away from any body of water, that being Bushwick. Uh, So he worked, uh, one site that was proposed was um, right next to Pier 17 in uh, Brooklyn's downtown, sorry, Manhattan's downtown area. Another site was Governor's Island which ultimately became the site of um, uh, where the current school is. And uh, so we moved there back. It was my sophomore year of high school. Um, it was uh, so many years ago now, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, and uh, through, the, through that experience of being on Governor's Island, we were able to get more into tune with the mission and core values of our school. Uh, and, and it was a new and unique, very interesting perspective that helped shape me and my peers uh, and everyone involved, teachers as well, administration as well. We're all shaped by our, our experience of being uh, in this unique project of creating a maritime-based school, the only maritime-based school in the city of New York. Um, and it was quite an experience, uh, an extraordinary experience. Uh, now, you had uh, mentioned to me something quite shocking. Um, this school in southern, New Jer- in southern New Jersey, which is no longer a school, the Manual Training Industrial School, which is not its original name, but the name at the, par- at the point of its uh, dissolution, uh, but a former school that is now a juvenile detention center, Anytime a society 
turns a school into a prison, you know that it is headed in the wrong direction. Uh, and so to hear that is shocking. For anyone to hear that would be shocking. Um, and so, and, and hearing about the situation taking place in Patterson Public Schools, um, uh, it's really an eye-opener. And it really does call for some desperately needed focus uh, in this country, on what exactly is the condition of our public schools. Uh, we often talk about failing students and failing classrooms and failing schools, but we don't really talk about, well, what has gone so horribly wrong? Uh, we like to point fingers and blame, but we don't like to really dig deep into what exactly led us to these points in time. Why did the manual training industrial school close down? Why is it now a juvenile detention center? These, these historical examinations are absolutely necessary. Uh, and bringing about a, a consensus for a need for education, just not for prisons, uh, is something that shouldn't even be a discussion, and yet it is, unfortunately. Um, but what I will say to specifically regarding Patterson Public Schools, uh, and this stems from the uh, Brownsville Ocean Hill project, Brownsville Ocean Hill project uh, back in the, in the 60s. And what we did in Brooklyn is we had created a community-controlled school board to essentially manage public schools in the school district. And I would call for uh, perhaps that in Patterson Public Schools, if, you know, the case is really that dire, there needs to be some sort of change. And so I would say that perhaps we should experiment with uh, community control over, over these public schools. Uh, and so what I would say, what I'm outright calling for thus is that we create a community-controlled community school board to manage the public schools. Uh, convert the public schools into vocational schools and create a vocational college perhaps even as a feeder school for those vocational schools. And finally, create a sufficient per-pupil funding model for state funding of these vocational schools. Um, you know, one thing we talk about when we talk about Patterson, we can't talk about Patterson without talking about the legacy of Alexander Hamilton. Hamil Alexander Hamilton first visited the site of the Great Falls of the Passaic back uh, in 1778, I believe. And he later returned there as a site for what he planned to be the first industrial city. And in it, and through it, he uh, created essentially what became Silk City, uh, the center of silk production in the United States, and played a pivotal role in the industrialization of the United States and a pivotal role uh, of course, um, in, in the industrializing, I'm mean, sorry, not in the industrializing, in the, um, uh, in the, yes, in abolitionism, definitely. Uh, Silk is a, um, was a powerful uh, abolition symbol because it represented a, a uh, response to the uh, cotton industry which perpetuated slavery in the United States at that time. Um, so, and, I, and I'll actually say this as well. 
Um, at the tender age of 15 years, the young Alexander Hamilton of St. Croix in the Virgin Islands wrote an astounding, profound letter in which the young Alexander, in bombastic fashion, exposed the vanity of St. Croix elites. Writes Hamilton, Where now, O vile worm, is all thy boasted fortitude and resolution? What has become of thy arrogance and self-sufficiency? Why dost thou tremble and stand axed? Excuse me. Uh, has he writes further of that night? Our distressed, helpless condition taught us humility and contempt for ourselves. This letter received so much accolade that. Uh, it was later published by the Royal Danish American Gazette. Amazed by his literary talent, Hamilton was offered the opportunity to attend Elizabethtown Academy, a grammar school in Elizabethtown, New Jersey. Hamilton was a deeply religious figure. He was guided strongly by his Christian ethics. Wrote Hamilton of the storm in 1772. That which, in a calm unruffled temper, we call a natural cause, seemed then like the correction of the deity. He goes on, but see the Lord relents. He hears our prayers, the lightning ceases, and the winds are appeased. The wearing elements are reconciled, and all things promise peace. So eloquently does Hamilton profess such strong devotion to God. His faith is unrelenting. Lastly, Hamilton was a visionary, as we've initially discussed. He, helped, he played a monumental role in industrializing America, in bringing hydroelectricity to America, and in turning Patterson, New Jersey into Silk City, with Silk, again, as an abolitionist symbol in opposition to the cotton industry which perpetuated slavery in this country. Little do we know about the man, Alexander Hamilton, and little do we know about the legacy of the manual training industrial school. Little do we know about the Great Falls of the Passaic and how it served as a uh, pivotal uh, point and place and time uh, in the industrializing of this country. And how do you envision the falls being used the same way in your school that you experienced? Um, the way Hamilton saw the falls, and it's so with regards to the falls. Uh, and, and his vision to create a hydroelectric dam which would power schools and businesses, uh, create thriving industries in, in the area. Um, this sort of vision is exactly what we, what we strive to achieve. We strive to encourage uh, vigorous discourse and from that discourse to, uh, to create uh, an idea for a future a society uh, that is constantly innovating, constantly growing, constantly striving to achieve and to achieve a better society, a better tomorrow. Uh, so when we think about environmentalism, when we think about um, 
innovation when we think about infrastructure, when we think about economic development in general. We're thinking about how to best utilize the resources, the finite resources we have today to create a better world for tomorrow. Um, so uh, as best I can answer that question. Um, yeah. Your experience as a student, do you think that the Great Falls, like the Governor's Island, would be a great place to teach hydroelectricity? Well, I mean, that depends on uh, the time, uh, state, and condition of, of, the, of, of the, the falls as a as a natural environment, whether or not the ecological system is still intact, whether or not the uh, infrastructure is still intact, I don't know, uh, whether or not, um, uh, it, it depends on, on how exactly, what are the conditions of the current, uh, uh, of the current location? Is it suitable for um, being, a, say, a, a field study in, 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 um, in innovation? Uh, in energy innovation, uh, clean energy innovation, uh, and in um, getting people, young people, to think about ways in which we can, looking at the environment around us, uh, come up with ways to uh, improve the condition of society, uh, as best I can tell. Okay. Thank you very much. All right.